Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? It's Justin with another episode of In Case You Missed It. This is In Case You Missed It number 33, which is my quick little recap on AMA number 72. This is my Facebook Live Ask Me Anything AMA. AMA number 72. It happens every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central on Facebook.com slash The Clovis Culture. Now, I'm going to give you a little recap of everything that went down in this episode, and it was an awesome one. I loved it because we get into Blue Zones. We're going to talk about Blue Zones last. Um, if you want to see the full show notes for this, you can go to Clovis.show. That's where all the show notes live for all of my podcasts. Let's dive in. I'm going to read you the questions, then we'll just do a brief little recap of what we talked about. This also goes out as a newsletter. I have an In Case You Missed It weekly newsletter, which also has special deals in it, which is awesome. And um, this will come out as a podcast as well. So on the Clovis Culture Podcast, AMA number 72 is already there. Show notes will be at clovis.show, and then this will be a podcast as well. We'll see how short we can keep this. Let's dive in. Question number one, how accurate is the body fat percentage on a Renpo scale? Which one do you recommend? So Renfo, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Sorry, Renfo brand, R-E-N-P-H-O. There's a Renfo scale in my house um, and it works really well. Now I know it works really well because I tested it against a bod pod and 3D imaging, really high tech, you know, cream of the crop results that I paid a lot of money to get um, at a sports research lab here in Nashville. So I actually tested those two scales against each other um, on the same day. So I know exactly how far off it is. Now the weight was perfect. The weight was perfectly accurate. So that's a win for Renfo. And the body fat percentage was only off by about 2.2%, which is a very small margin of error. That's fantastic. Definitely usable for quantifying results. So pick up a Renfo scale for sure. They're definitely accurate. But remember, it's not the scale that matters. It's how you measure that matters and all the variables that you remove. For instance, if you weigh yourself on a Monday morning, you're 10 hours fasted, you wake up, you go pee, don't drink any water, nothing, weigh yourself right then and there. The next time you weigh yourself, you want to have the same conditions. You want to be fasted for 10 hours, wake up, go pee, don't drink any water, eat any food, weigh yourself then. Where people get into trouble is weighing at different times of the day, different times of the week at different times of the day with different amounts of food in their system, different hydration levels, etc., etc. That's where things really go awry. And I have told people about this. When I did the mass gains protocol, I put on 10 pounds of muscle in six weeks flat. There were days where my body weight, my total body weight from morning to night shifted by seven to 11 pounds, right? That would make most people lose their minds. Their goals are weight loss. So remember, it's all about the variables. Control for as many variables as possible when you're weighing yourself. Don't weigh yourself in the morning, empty stomach, and then weigh yourself at night and decide that you gained eight pounds and oh my God, you need to starve yourself or change everything about your diet. Make sure you remove all the variables when weighing. And Renful scales, in my opinion, are quite accurate and I've tested them against the best of the best. So uh, we talk about that in the AMA. The next question was, does it make a difference if you eat pretty much the same thing every day versus having a lot of diversity in your meals? This is assuming everything is still within the approved foods list, of course. The Clovis approved foods list. Get your free approved foods list at imclovis.com slash start. So this person's asking if eating the same thing over and over day after day is a bad thing. No. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And that's what I do. I buy maybe somewhere between five to eight total foods when I go to the grocery store and I just keep those on hand. I eat eggs, I eat ground beef, I eat broccoli, all these things, right? Um, I don't switch it up at all. If you come in my house and you're looking for snacks, you're gonna be very, very, very bored. My approved foods list has over 100 foods on it. 
I eat virtually none of them. I just wanted to give people variety because people are so used to standard American diet and they think they're getting variety. It's really the same bullshit in different packages, different boxes, but they think they're getting variety, quote unquote. And they think they need condiments and sauces and juices and all this nonsense and almond milk and blah, blah, blah. People make it so overcomplicated. The thing is, you are going to have more success the simpler the plan is. Long-term sustainable success is all about simplicity. I remove as much decision fatigue as possible. I don't care if you eat ground beef every single day. I don't care if you eat eggs every single day. Bacon every single day. Avocados every single day. I don't care. The thing about this diversity thing, the reason why people even talk about this is because of the gut microbiome. So the online space, health and wellness has gone Sorry about that, my phone's gonna die, I need to get this done quick. So the, the gut microbiome is a big topic of interest, but people are not honest about the fact that we don't know nothing about the gut microbiome. We know nothing, we, we really don't, it's crazy. We, have, we know that bacteria plays an important role, we know the gut microbiome plays a role in virtually all aspects of health. There are trillions of bacterial cells, there are millions of different strains of bacteria. We have no idea what these things are doing. We know next to nothing, I mean we only know 3% of human DNA, what it does, genetics and all these things. We know nothing about these things, right? They call the other 97% junk DNA because we don't know what it does, right? So humans are quite arrogant about these things. We're just like, oh, it's all about the gut microbiome. So people started saying for a healthy gut microbiome, you have to eat all the colors of the rainbow, eat a diverse number of vegetables and fruits and all this stuff to try to make your gut microbiome more diverse. I don't buy it. I just don't, right? I, th I think that there's, there's proof now that beta-hydroxybutyrate and other ketones do a good job of feeding bacteria and you don't even need the vegetables to do it. So we really don't know, okay? So in my opinion, if you're trying to eat 100 different foods a day or eat all the colors of the rainbow, you're probably gonna fail at that long term. It's very difficult to do and you better have a really good farmer's market on hand to get all those different vegetables. So simplicity is better. No, it is not a bad thing to eat the foods, the same foods every day. I do it personally every day. So you can do what I do if you'd like. The other question was about vitamin D. Why someone is supplementing vitamin D and their levels are not going up. This is an issue of bioavailability. Most vitamin D supplements suck. The only one I really like is Thorn Liquid Vitamin D3. It also includes vitamin K2 within it. That's a great uh, supplement. You could test that out, get some blood work done, see if that changes things. But it's really an issue of bioavailability. So if you have serious metabolic dysfunction, you're going to have trouble getting vitamin D in your system no matter what, just because your metabolism is not working well and is not absorbing nutrients correctly. So the other thing you wanna do is try to get it from natural sources, which would be animal foods, like egg yolks, liver is fantastic for this, salmon, fantastic for vitamin D. Try to eat vitamin D rich animal foods. That's the best place to get it in its most bioavailable form. That will move the needle in the right direction. Also, direct sunlight. I get at least 10 minutes of direct sunlight. I'm actually sunburnt today from a music video shoot I did yesterday. But um, get direct sunlight each and every day. So if you were gonna get 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight with no sunscreen on your skin each and every day, I'd be shocked if your numbers didn't go up. And if you were to get it from animal foods, I'd be shocked if your numbers didn't go up. So this person is just taking a pill and hoping their, their numbers go up. Probably not the most bioavailable way or most effective way to get your vitamin D levels up. So the last question was, what are your thoughts on the Blue Zones Project, where none of these long-living cultures adhere to a low-carb diet? This one makes my brain hurt because this is what people do, right? They hear about the blue zones. I'll tell you what the blue zones are in a second. And they talk about carbohydrate intake. That is missing the point entirely, right? So the blue zones are these places that they have um, found in the world where they have the highest population per capita or whatever of centenarians, people who live to be over 100. So this is in Japan, Greece, Italy, 
Costa Rica, and I believe in California. I, I know it's the Okinawans in Japan. Um, I can't remember the names of the people in the different countries, but it's, uh, it's Japan, Greece, Costa Rica, Italy, and California, right? So everyone talks about how none of these places follow a low carbohydrate diet, right? But that's not really what they're preaching here. They're preaching family and community and relationships and doing jobs that you love and not being obsessed with social media and drinking wine with your friends, right? And taking one day a week to use basically as a Sabbath to de-stress for the entire day. So the thing is, they're, they're taking one little piece of this and saying these people are not low carbohydrate. We, that means we need to eat carbohydrates to live to be 100. That's such bullshit, man. You're completely missing the entire point in this centenarian thing. So I, I have my own little way of saying this right here and I wanna, I wanna just tell you what Clovis is all about. If you wanna live like a centenarian, don't spend time doing work that you absolutely hate. Be nice to your friends and family. Don't spend too much time alone. Take at least 24 hours once per week to de-stress. I actually recommend taking 24 hours with no screens. This includes that damn little cell phone. Get off screens, go outside, right? Exercise a little bit, daily walking, maybe lift some heavy things a couple times a week. Don't stuff your face until you're so full that you can't move and don't eat processed foods. Eat whole foods. You got to forget about this macro bullshit when it comes to the blue zones of, well, the Okinawans eat a lot of rice. Okay, congratulations. Move to Okinawa, Japan. Uh, make sure that your ancestry is also Japanese because that's best for your genetics in terms of your diet. Make sure you're only eating, eating white rice. All these Americans like to eat brown rice and pretend it's healthy because the Okinawans eat rice. They would never be caught dead eating brown rice, right? So these are whole foods. They're eating whole foods. What's the number one I guess the common denominator between all these countries is they're not eating processed garbage. All the th It doesn't tell us that the blue zones are fancy. It tells us that America sucks in terms of health and wellness. That's what it tells us. Everything about American culture points in the opposite direction of longevity. Fast food on every corner, stressful jobs, families who hate each other, relatives who don't even talk to each other. We're isolated in our homes. We're on social media. We never go outside. We work in cubicles. We drink a mocha choco caramel eight pump bullshit drink every single day. It's ridiculous, right? We're eating nothing. 60 plus percent of the standard American diet is refined, processed carbohydrates, franken foods. They're not whole foods. These things don't exist in nature. And most of these centenarians wouldn't be caught dead eating that bullshit. Now what's crazy is a lot of these centenarians, they smoke cigarettes and drink wine every day and they still outlive Americans. That's how poor American culture is. There's other things that people don't even consider. Like in Japanese, I don't believe they even have a word for retirement. There's not a direct translation for retirement. We have this idea in America that we work a job we hate, suffer through it in hopes that maybe at 65 years old, we got some money in the bank and we can retire. So all I'm saying here is I have no idea how people think they can just look at the blue zones, which is a fantastic way to look at your life, changes that you should make in your life, and decide I'm gonna eat a high carbohydrate diet because none of the centenarian countries eat a low carbohydrate diet. So I'm gonna stuff my face with fucking Hot Pockets, right? It's just crazy, everybody, it's crazy. This blue zone thing really, really drives me nuts because the heart is in the right place of this entire blue zone project. They're trying to get people to change their lives, live a more genetically appropriate, more ancestral, lifestyle. Again, even in Italy and Greece where they eat a lot of legumes or a lot of tomatoes, they peel the tomatoes, they de-seed the tomatoes, they boil them at hot heat, they mash them up for things like sauces. They remove 
The seeds in the skin, which contain most of the lectins, the phytates, the oxalates, all these plant toxins, they know how to prepare food. They're not eating raw tomatoes on their salad like we do here every single day in America. It drives me nuts. Same thing with legumes. They soak them overnight. They boil them at high heat. They remove the phytates that are actually anti-nutrients in the body. They know they use traditional preparation methods for these foods that have existed for hundreds of years, right? So long story short, these blue zones, hearts in the right place, great project, I love it. You should live more like the blue zones in terms of lifestyle design. That's what Clovis is all about. I try to get people to quit jobs that they hate. I try to get people to leave asshole significant others. I try to get people to live a life of passion, purpose, not be obsessed with their waistline, not be obsessed with the scale. Get the foundation of health out of the way, remove the obstacle of health so you can go live your life to the fullest. That's what we're trying to do here. That's what the Blue Zones are trying to do. But Americans, like they do with everything else, they cherry pick one little piece of data and try to force it, force a square peg into a round hole to say, I can eat a high carbohydrate diet now. Guess what? Americans have been eating a high carbohydrate diet for five decades and we have an obesity epidemic that's never been worse. 85% of all people in, the, in America are overweight and obese. obese overweight and obese, over 85%. It's a completely failed experiment, everybody. If you wanna run out there and keep eating high carbohydrate, go ahead, do your thing. I don't care, but you're on the wrong side of history, period. So that's my rant on the blue zones. You can check out all the show notes at clovis.show. Download the Clovis Culture Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me an iTunes review. Email it to me at justin.iamclovis.com and I will send you free samples of the Perfect Paleo Powder. No shipping, no nothing. Free of charge, right to your door. Just leave me an iTunes review. Thank you guys for being here. This is In Case You Missed It, number 33. This will also go up as an episode on the Clovis Culture Podcast. Again, check out clovis.show for all things Clovis Culture Podcast. Thank you guys for being here. I love you. Happy Friday. Bye.